This is a GRDC podcast. If you've ever grown a mung bean crop, then you've probably heard of fusarium wilt, a disease that can result in up to 80% yield loss. Once it's in the crop, there's little that can be done, so identification and prevention strategies are key. Variety selection is also an important consideration to protect your crop. Hi there, I'm Sally Maguire. In an effort to arm growers with information about this costly disease, the Department of Agriculture and Fisheries in Queensland has set up varietal tolerance trials across the state as part of a wider GRDC and DAF co-investment on optimising mung bean yield in the northern region. Jane Gentry is part of the DAF research team and Anvil Media's Dean Alan Craig recently caught up with her at one of the trial sites west of Toowoomba to hear about the latest research and her recommendations for managing fusarium wilt. Here's Jane. Our average mung bean yield is about 0.9 to a tonne per hectare is what we would be looking at. But if fusarium wilt comes in in the early stages, it can be absolutely devastating. You can get up to 80% yield loss in your mung bean crop. It just depends. It's a type of disease that will come into a mung bean crop normally when it's put under stress. So you can have it in the paddock and not put the crop under stress and not see fusarium wilt uh, symptoms. But if it gets put under stress, and that's any type of stress, heat stress, too much water, too little water, um, particularly things like uh, high levels of nematodes, fusarium wilt symptoms will come in too, in, into the mung bean paddock. Now you've talked about water stress. Would that also follow on then that perhaps we should be moving away from the low-lying areas and, and the edges of paddocks? Yeah, and we can actually see that in this paddock here today. We've, we've have had a lot of rain in a short period of time and wherever there is low-lying areas, um, and if particularly when the mung beans are starting to become waterlogged, then that is certainly areas where fusarium will come in. So is looking at different varieties, their tolerances, their resistance, part of the overall strategy to combat fusarium wilt, which is obviously one of the main problems when you're growing a mung bean crop? It is one of them and we're looking at four main varieties. We don't have a lot of mung bean varieties is the reality and we're just trying to assess do different varieties have different tolerances. Unfortunately all mung bean varieties are showing symptoms of fusarium wilt so it's only one of the things that we can consider when controlling fusarium wilt. The main thing we can do if you know you've got fusarium wilt in the paddock accurately identify it and then if you have it you need to rotate out of mung beans. How far and wide is the disease in in southern Queensland and and some central Queensland areas? So we're actually seeing more and more fusarium wilt come up in in our mung bean crops. In the past we haven't seen it but every single year it's becoming a bigger and bigger issue and we are seeing it significantly increasing here on the downs and then even heading into central Queensland. Now uh, I think I'm right in saying that it can survive in the soil uh, for several years and we're not even sure how long for, but even if you rotate other crops in there, uh, it may not affect those crops, for for example a cotton or a chickpea or, or a sorghum or a soybean, but it's there. It's, it's attaching to those roots and it's surviving. And then, unfortunately, you come back to a mung bean crop a few years later and there it is again. Is that, is that the story that you're hearing and seeing in your research? Yeah, and that is the reality of fusarium in the soil. It's a soil-borne pathogen. It lives in the soil. So it can live there for years. And it is the, this fusarium wilt is specific to a mung bean crop. 
There's lots of other types of fusariums out there, but the one that we're specifically looking at is specific to a mangmen crop. So as you said, you can grow in, go in and plant cotton um, and it won't show any symptoms. But then a couple of years later, if you go back in among these and you get the right conditions, bam, you've got fusarium again. But on the flip side, having said that, I guess if you do discover fusarium wilt in a mung bean crop, would you advise against repeated planting of mung bean crops in that paddock year after year? Yeah, and we would say def- definitely, and we would say that no matter what for all disease control, planting mung beans after mung beans is just not what you want to do. You want to be planting mung beans every couple of years into that paddock, but if you certainly see fusarium in that paddock, you really need to seriously consider when you plant mung beans back into that paddock again, give it a break, and you need to give it a break for at least a couple of years. Well, what sort of symptoms would you be looking for if you've got your mung beans planted? They're, they're coming up, they're a good height. You're walking amongst them. Yeah. What are you looking for? Well, it's called fusarium wilt for a reason. You're looking for a plant that starts to wilt. That is the very first sign of this disease. And it can actually come in at any stage as a reality. So, But the paddock we're in here today is it's mid-podding. It's putting on some beautiful pods. It's obviously had a lot of water on it and the fusarium wilt symptoms are coming in. So walking through the paddock, it is generally patchy. You don't normally have a whole paddock of fusarium wilt. If you're walking through the paddock, if you see a patch that's just not looking quite right, it you look at it, you'll normally see the leaves are just simply starting to wilt. Can you go and uh, pull that plant out and examine it in any other way, examine the stem, examine the roots? Is there any signs there that give you an even stronger indication that you've got fusarium wilt in your soil? So that's what we'd recommend people to do. If you start to see those initial symptoms is actually get a shovel or a fork and dig that plant out. It is because it's a sawborne disease, it's actually all in the roots. So if you, the roots will tend to um, actually just deteriorate and rot almost when it becomes really, really bad. Dig it up, get your pocket knife out and slit the bottom of the stem and you'll just see a brown discoloration in the middle of that stem. Now, what can you do in terms of paddock selection? Um, we've talked about testing soils before you even plant. Um, can you can you look at the different paddocks across your farm and, and pick one that is the best for a successful mung bean crop? Um, so unfortunately, you can't actually do a test for fusarium wilt in the paddock. There's no soil test out there. We do predictor B tests at the moment for other soil-borne pathogens. Unfortunately, this type of fusarium is not... Um, it, doesn't isn't actually encompassed within that test. So the only way that you can detect fusarium wilt in your paddocks is just having a look as if you've got them, if you've seen symptoms in the past in that paddock. What about keeping control of it? If you've got it, how do you how do you stop it from spreading? Perhaps from paddock to paddock, uh, across roadways, perhaps to another farm. Yeah, and that's actually really, really, really important thing to consider. If you have fusarium wilt in your paddock, it is a soil-borne disease. So if you're moving soil, anything that moves soil will move fusarium wilt with it. So on your boots, clean your boots, clean your car down. Um, make sure if you are even moving from, from using your planter, changing machinery across paddocks, across farms, you need to make sure that they're clean. And, and so come clean, go clean that that's the basic um the basic motto i guess when you're trying to control fusarium it's easy to say isn't it i'm sure everyone would agree yeah let's not spread diseases around but at the end of a long day you know it's been a hot day uh the last thing you're sort of thinking about is getting out the hose and and the disinfectant can you use a disinfectant as well as a high pressure hose to to really make sure that that's those spores aren't spreading 
Yeah, and that's what certainly what we would recommend. I mean, a gurney, anything like that to actually get rid of any of the dirt. But using something like farm cleanse is a really, really good thing to do as well. Spray your boots, spray the car down with farm cleanse. That will certainly help. Well, thanks very much for those insights, Jane. What's your final uh, word of advice for growers who are considering uh, a mung bean crop or they have already decided? Uh, how quickly should they get out there and start inspecting their plants? Because it's a quick-growing crop, isn't it? Yeah, so mung beans can, particularly the further north you go, the faster they are. But down here on the downs, we're looking at, you know, 90 days, 100-day crop from when you plant it to when you harvest it. So as soon as you plant that crop in the ground, you need to be in them. And some fusarium, you know, if you are looking at fusarium it can actually hit the plant as soon as it's coming out of the ground so right from emergence onwards so thing with mung beans get in there and get in there quick and watch them really really closely that was jane gentry from the department of agriculture and fisheries in queensland i'm sally mcguire and thanks for listening 